0: Hey there, and welcome to Good Podcasting, the show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. My name's Brian, I'm the host of the show. And today I've got a fun interview with a man that I've been working with from Holy Hill Media. His name's Drake Jimenez. He's the host of the Double Click Podcast, and I'm excited to jump into today's conversation. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. Drake, welcome to Good Podcasting, man.
1: Thank you, man. I'm excited, brother. Been looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you here. So, for those that don't know, uh, you know, I kind of mentioned in the intro that we've been working together a little bit. Uh, You are the host of the Double Click podcast. You are the CEO. Is that your title? Founder,
1: director, CEO of Holy Hill Media. What do you call yourself? Man, I'm, like, I'm boring with the labels. I just go with, with owner. Uh, my business okay. partner said founder once just because I didn't want to be referred to as an owner. I didn't want the sales calls on LinkedIn, but now <laughs> I'm just the owner. Yeah. Okay, fantastic.
0: Tell us a little bit about Holy Hill Media.
1: Yeah, so Holy Hill Media now is in our fourth year. We are a team of five, and what we do is we provide marketing services for small businesses. Our target demographics anywhere from 500,000 revenue up to 5 million and we like to put money back in business owners' hands and also put time back in business owners' hands. And so we offer, um, our core offer is more or less an outsourced EMO package, the Chief Marketing Officer package. So all the way from assessing the budget to running socials, Google ads, uh, social ads, to just redesigning business cards, setting out mailers. We're kind of like a one-stop shop for a lot of small businesses locally. You know, Like I said, we're a team of five. We're growing and honestly just hoping to make an impact in Northwest Ohio and be the go-to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You guys have been doing some fantastic work. I've been following your socials for a while and uh, we've been interacting on some things for sure. Love what you're doing with the podcast. I know that's entered into this a little bit here recently. That's a new thing, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But so you say you work with small businesses, you kind of outsource marketing and and that sort of thing. You're in Northwest Ohio, but I know
1: that your reach kind of extends beyond that. Yeah, for sure. That's been something that we've done more recently, just in kind of coming to the understanding of like a market capacity here in Northwest Ohio, but also just by nature, when you develop networks and you're, you know, active on socials and you're creating those virtual connections as well. Yeah. I mean, businesses sprouted up, uh, in, in Texas and Tennessee, um, California, uh, Virginia and North Carolina now.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So you guys are expanding. You you're still running, my understanding, with a pretty lean team as well. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's like I said, there's five of us and two interns. Okay. We keep the, okay, the interns fantastic. busy too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right on. Right on. Uh so let's talk about your podcast a little bit. That's a pretty recent thing. Where did that idea come from? What made you want to get into podcasting? And
1: then we'll talk a little bit more about what it is and what you're doing with it. Yeah, absolutely. So it came from my team. My team, um, you know, there's, I think the oldest of us is 36, and the youngest of us is 21. And so okay. we're a fairly young team, and they digest podcasts in value. And so I had it, I pretty much gave the option to them. I said, you guys either want me to write a book or start a podcast next quarter. And they don't read books. So they said, <laughs> start the podcast. And uh, honestly, a lot, of, a lot of people have been recommending uh, we do that. Man, I want to say the past six months or so. And so it was just really just a way to be able to connect with our audience at a different level, generate some consistent content and, uh, and speak with business owners. And that's one of my favorite things to do. So that's how it came to be. Yeah. And Double Click Podcast is the name of it. Where'd the name come from? A friend of mine, his name's Rob Key. Uh, man, I was not to say it was like four years ago. We sat down to have coffee at, uh, at a Panera. And we, we were just talking... In Fort Wayne? And- in Fort
0: Wayne, yeah, Rob. Okay, yeah, you know Rob. I, yeah, I do know Rob. I probably <laughs> sat at that same panera with him a couple times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's good people, man. He's good yeah. company. So Rob was just kind of praying over me. He was getting to know me, and he's such a good uh, he's such a good conversation. And oh, at sure. one point, in, you know, and at one point in time, he had said, "Well, stop. Let me let me double click there and expand on that." And he was hmm. speaking. I think Rob was wanting to speak my language at the time, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I, I love the analogy. I love, I love the way that he inserted it into conversation so smoothly, and so I've been using it since. Uh, yeah. And I thought to myself, it'd be a great, you know, opportunity to one, pay homage to, to a, to a good friend, as well as, you know, giving, you know, the, I guess, kind of ambiance for the the, 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 podcast. Now we're double clicking, expanding on people's stories their success their their wisdom and experiences, so yeah, it kind of just fit. Yeah, I like the way you work
0: it into the episode too, where you are you hear something interesting and it's like, hey, let's double click there, let's uh, yeah, let's dig in, let's dive deeper, let's expand. I love that. Uh, yeah. You've done a good job with that. So you are interviewing business owners, and you've had quite a you know I've, I've had the advantage of listening to your episodes yeah. and editing and producing some of those on the back end, so I get the advantage of hearing them before they are released. And I and I've told you this before. I love the content that you're bringing, everything from when you interviewed your wife and she talked about her tattoo shop and, you know, when people come in with ideas for tattoos, I went, oh, that was me. (laughs) I need to let an artist do their thing on my next one, right? Everything to business and marketing and just sharing, just learning from what you're producing. So I've benefited from it and the value that you're bringing. I'm curious, you've had a wide range of people on your show already from gamers that I think there's one that's coming out here soon uh, to MMA fighters to tattoo artists (laughs) to like you've just you've had a wide variety of guests. I'm curious how you find your guests
1: and what that process looks like. Yeah man it's it's funny because I don't think about it uh, until you bring it up and so and I want to say you've done an amazing job uh, producing the podcast and so it's been super exciting just putting out some quality uh, product but how we come to those those guests is actually pretty pretty simple. I write down all the people that I think have an interesting story that can inspire somebody to take a, a next step in their career and you know they they come in all shapes, different shapes and sizes, different industries, different ages, some men, some women, everything in between and so I just think that it, it really started to the early episodes really started to open my mind to the range that we could go in, because initially I was thinking, man, I can only interview a certain type of business owner. I wasn't as excited about it, but then I realized that a lot of people were pulling a lot of value from a, a broad range of guests, and so we decided to keep doing it. Yeah.
0: yeah no, it's been good. Uh, you, you're, I think, now 14 episodes in, th- 13 or 14 that have been released so far mm-hmm. as of this recording i'm curious what the process has looked like for you, what you 've learned in that journey so far, from recording episode one and again, you and I went back and forth a little bit on setting up equipment and all that stuff to what you 're doing now. What are some of the things you 've learned in the
1: in that process man um, learned so much. I think the the biggest thing is that the technical part is it's easier because I have you around first of all I think I call you every time I have a problem and you you kind of walk (laughs) me through it but I want to say if we're speaking technically I think that what I've learned there the most is just that a lot of times the microphone and the processor are I mean everything else is more or less disposable you can kind of interchange and you have a solid mic and then, you know, we have the roadcaster, not even the, the most updated version, but right. it's so simple. Like to get started, I was overthinking everything and you're kind of like, Hey man, it's really not that difficult. Let me walk you through this. <laughs> and once you'd walk me through once or twice, I was super familiar with it, which gave me a ton of confidence because the whole podcasting thing was actually, uh, it was a little daunting. I've never done it before. Um, I'm really as much as i own a marketing agency, but I'm not a huge tech person um especially when it comes to audio because we've only only ever done photo video so yeah man from a technical standpoint i would say it's it's been a lot it's been a lot easier and a lot thanks to you much thanks to you and it's giving me the confidence to be able to just come in and do the people thing when we interview versus just the tech thing so yeah
0: yeah yeah you know i i first of all i appreciate that um sometimes i forget that i've been doing this a while and so when i have people that i'm working with and i give ideas i'm like you know what i need to simplify because i didn't know that when i started and so i'm giving you thoughts and ideas five years down the road uh so i'm glad to hear that the help has been has been just that it's been helpful i've needed Uh, it
1: thank you (laughs)
0: yeah yeah for sure and you know i think that's something that's a common thing that people it is daunting the tech The technical side of podcasting for some people. But there's the other extreme of some that, you know, many people don't even think about it. They just buy whatever mic is on the shelf at Target or whatever, and they take it home and they record and just go. And there's a lot of echo. There's a lot of, they're not in a good space. They're just, and some of it has to do with, you just bought the wrong mic. You know, you don't need all the, you don't need the roadcaster. You don't need the, the road pod mic that you use. It sounds great. But there is some additional technical things you have to learn. There's a learning curve with that. But it's not that difficult, right? And so to have someone, I think, that can walk with you to help you through that is definitely helpful. I needed that. You know, I tell the story all the time. When I started, I bought a microphone, the XLR cables, and I had my laptop. And I went, I don't know how to connect these two. Yeah, (laughs) the XLR cable does not plug into my computer. Um, So, you know, so I was in that same place and had to learn. And that's why I I do what I do. So to hear you say it's not as difficult as you first thought is, I think it's helpful advice for for others. Talk about your, your, what you've learned as far as pulling out people's stories, because I know you do a good job of being interested and asking the right questions. When you dig into people's stories, that's why you double click in certain spots that are really interesting that maybe they give you a really short answer, but you want to dive deeper because you know there's more below the surface. And I think you do a good job of that. What have you learned about the people side of this, of interview technique and asking good questions in these first, you know,
1: 13, 14 episodes that you've done? Yeah. So you, you mentioned something before we got started, um, and just the fact that we actually we start recording and then we kind of just have natural conversation and then flow into the podcast that way just to get comfortable. That kind of came, I want to say, tenth episode in, maybe earlier. You might have noticed earlier, but as far as the interviewing goes, I've really just realized that people need to be comfortable to share complete stories. And yeah. typically, when they're nervous, they'll give you the cliff notes or the <laughs> real roundabout answer to their to the question <laughs> and so i think the biggest thing i can say is I'm trying to make people comfortable um and feel valued when they're there so not only are they comfortable but they're confident and then in the questions you know when we're when we're having our discussions i just know that there's some there's something in a story that you know let's just say for example malachi Griner, reverse 2k the gamer um, mm-hmm. episode drops this this wednesday you've heard the episode for for most of that conversation I realized that I had to. Uh, I really had to keep the conversation going with questions. Uh, he gave me short, more or less short uh, answers in the in the beginning. I think because he was nervous. Yeah. But over but over time, over time, when I start to laugh at his jokes, when I start to <laughs> you know give him some like body language, he starts to feel as if I'm affirming his questions, yeah. and his his statements. You know what I mean? His, his answers to the questions and when you can affirm somebody in conversation they naturally begin to open up and so my goal really is to be able to pull out the stories the the pieces of content that i know would be valuable for the viewers as well as finding places that people are passionate about talking you know what i mean for brock for the brock Mueller episode i could tell it was really important to talk about his dad so i decided to throw that question in there and so trying to hit i guess both of those directions if that makes sense
0: yeah, no, it's been really good uh, too. And like I said, you know, being able to listen to your your episodes before they release, right? You and I talked a little bit beforehand. I've noticed even in your interview technique, the the questions that you ask, uh, the way you flow with it, the you know the filler words that. We're in episodes one and two that required some editing, and that's normal. I still do that a lot. I stay. I say, ah, that's one of my my go-to words when I'm trying to process the next thing, right? So the the filler words are there. You've done a good job, even of cutting those out. And so I'm curious if that's been a, a an intentional process. I know we talked a little bit before we recorded, but it, has that been an intentional process? As you've listened to that, or is it just taking mental notes of, hey, I said this in my last episode. One way, when I ask that question, or when I go there, when someone tells a similar story and I respond, I want to do it differently in the next one. How has that process been for you? That learning curve of cutting out filler words and just transitioning
1: conversation. Yeah, so uh, it really came from listening to the podcast and 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 trying to be a more efficient communicator. Like there, I think some of it was unintentional and subconscious, but a lot of it was just intentional and, and conscious. I wanted the readers to have a clean listen and something yeah. that was efficiently communicated. And we do a lot of copywriting as a marketing okay. agency. And yeah. so efficient communication is necessary. We have to start out with a bang and we have to keep them interested by adding value. And then we have to close it up, wrap it up in a clean way that's, you know what I mean? So there's yeah. just there's just some intentionality there, I think that came from listening to the podcast, listening to other podcasts. Cause now I don't listen to a podcast the same Ever since we started a double click, now yeah, right? I'm like critical of everybody's podcast. Uh, <laughs> You know, and most of them are so good. I mean, like, you know, you have interviewers like Joe Rogan who are just interviewing based off of like raw curiosity, but then you have others like Lex Friedman or, um, Jordan Peterson and the interviews that they're in and they're very precise communicators, very clean cut. And they, they, they say what they mean and they mean what they say. Right. So I think, I think it's been an intentional effort after listening to our podcast, um, as well as just trying to give the viewers the best experience and, I mean, listening to other people and realizing they don't do the ums and the uhs and there's so much more direct and clean cut. So yeah, it's been yeah. I would say all the three of those things.
0: Yeah. I think too, you you said you you listen to podcasts differently now. Yeah. Uh, you can also go back and listen and knowing what you do know of the inside and the back end working of a podcast to go, I wonder if they are as clean as communicators as they are, or if uh. they have someone that's Trimming out the fat, right, and the things that we don't need. And the, they have in a Brian interview. in the background,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? No, uh, but again, like I said, from episode one and two to episodes thirteen and fourteen, I, you know, I'm going through your tracks, and I'm, I'm finding myself editing the guest track, which has been helpful. Separate tracks has been super helpful because of that. You can edit some of that out, uh, and, and I'm not having to edit as much of those filler words with yours, it seems much smoother. And I even go back and I go, wait, I look visually at the track and I go, there's not a whole lot of cuts here. Did I miss something? <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> but, so it's, yeah, it's been good just in yeah. that, in that process of, you know, the, the, again, the interview technique and all that. But I do think there's something there where there are some podcasters that I interview that I talk to who say, you know, I record, I do the interview And I put it out there, but I don't want to listen to it again. I've already had that conversation. There's no reason for me to go back. I don't like hearing the sound of my voice, but I think there's something that you can learn in the evaluation process of just listening to your own episode. So I listen to mine every week, number one, just to make sure there's a listen on there, right? Uh, yeah. In the statistics. <laughs> yeah, same. I do it too. Don't get me wrong. It's also for the listen. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. But, but there's also a lot of evaluation that I'm doing and going, oh, maybe I missed something in the mix. Maybe I missed something. There's something I wanted to cut. You know, just a few weeks ago, Uh, I had a, the Chase Wagner is my co-host for kind of these alternate every other week episodes that I do here on Good Podcasting. And he called me up one time and he was like, hey, I just listened to the episode and there's a spot where we had, you know, we said this or whatever. Did you mean to cut that or did you intentionally leave that in? And I went, oh no, I forgot. You know, that was a spot (laughs) where we're just having some random conversation and I never went back and cut it uh, when I was editing. So yeah, Yeah. You miss it occasionally. So yeah, hopefully yeah. I haven't done that with yours yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you have with
1: ours, man. You've been killing it. But yeah, I, I really do think that there's something, like you said, to be said about just re-listening, just because it's the evolution, right? I mean, we want to do something. We want to do it the right way. We want to grow in it. And really, the truthful, truthful fact of the matter is like, I hate listening to my own voice too. But I like it. I don't hate it as much when it's smoother. <laughs> when, yeah, when I'm right. not hitting the ums and the uhs and stumbling over my words and Interrupting or whatever the case might be. So yeah, man, it's it's been fun trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, right on. How have you seen your how have you seen your podcast grow since you started? I know again, early stages, it's you know very few podcasts just blow up right at the beginning. Uh, but how have you seen your listenership and your audience growth and the, what's that engagement look
1: like for you beyond just the recording of the episode? Yeah, um, we've actually seen steady increase of listeners every week some more than others uh my wife's episode uh (laughs) the one where i interviewed her i think it was episode two yeah it's early on yeah it's our most viewed uh episode to date like yeah and yeah and so i i I think people just find what they want to find and i've heard a lot of people re-listening to the episodes but ultimately man like our, our viewership has grown consistently week after week and it's really proven to be effective to you know chop up short form video because we also do you know video for the podcast and yeah. use it so use it as social media content and that's been very helpful for us because you know what we're trying to do is educate and connect with our audience as well as connect with people we interview with as well as borrow their audience. And yeah. the best way that we can do that is put out content, tag them, have them share it. And so, you know, I just think that being able to have short-form content out there has actually been able to bring light back to the podcast because when people digest the short-form video that they might appreciate, they want more, and so they, they they'll run out of videos, but they you know they have plenty of podcasts they can listen to. So uh, I think it's just grown simultaneously with video and you know just having the right the right guests on the interview. Yeah, I think
0: social media that aspect of it is is really key to growing an audience for yeah. anything. That's why you do what you do, right? Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm curious, I know you, you shared a little bit of that already, but what are some of the specific things that you have done? Uh, you mentioned shorts, the video content that you've posted. What are some things that you've done uh, social media
1: wise to engage that audience? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely short form video. Um, so every podcast, will tell you this, we, we get just about every, we juice every episode for as much content as we can. And so every episode we'll pull out shorts, short form video anything under 15 seconds sometimes it gets up to 30 it's a longer drawn out point uh we have the long form video that we're about to put on youtube we transcribe it and we take some of the content and put it into blog posts okay Um, yeah we're 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 taking out some one-liners expanding on them and creating linkedin posts and then we're also doing photo of the of the of the guests coming interacting with me during the podcast so we have some photo content as well so we have all types of content out there and every time that we have an, an asset go out, like it's a photo, a blog, whatever, we want to redirect them back to the podcast because it's a more human-human connection, listening to two people, you know, have that conversation versus reading. And so we've really just been trying to do with a volume content approach to be able to put out as much as possible, point it back to the podcast and the, the podcast back to our social platforms and hopefully yeah. generate a cycle of momentum. So, yeah, that's what we've been doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's something about repurposing content that, you know, that's kind of a buzzword right now that everybody's using and everybody's trying to do. And I think there's, you know, I get stuck in my head of I've got the audio content. I do record these remote videos with Riverside. And so I do have video content, but man, it takes a long time to chop things up to, to when you're doing it yourself. So I think people shy away from repurposing content when you have so much already especially if you got a camera in front of you you can just speak it into a microphone you've got content that you can repurpose what are some simple ways i know you guys do this for a living that's what you guys provide for for companies for small businesses for podcasters for video content creators everybody that you're working with right what are some simple ways that someone from home like is the, if as they're thinking through I'm starting a podcast. I, there's some simple things I want to do. I, you know, It's a hobby thing, but I do want to grow it. I don't have money to you know, put into it. I'm not making money on my podcast yet. But what are some simple things that you would say if uh, uh, maybe a hobbyist podcaster you know, that's putting yeah. out an episode a week, what are one or two simple ways that they can repurpose content that they're, they're filming or just recording audio-wise on a regular yeah. basis?
1: Yeah, short form videos is a quick, easy answer there. And if you have, you don't even need a video recording of your podcast. You know, starting out when we weren't recording video, we were taking the audio and then we were just putting chunks of it over B-roll, stock footage. Yeah. And, and we would close caption and all of a sudden we had an engaging video with the podcast audio on top and we got a lot of tra- traction from that. And so yeah. I would say, you know, stock footage, there's a lot of free stock footage out there. Um, get an app like CapCut or uh, InShot, which I think InShot might be like $20 for the entire year. And you can do all of that there. Instagram will generate your captions for free. A little trick that we do because we enjoy the Instagram captions more is we'll upload a video into Instagram, close caption it, save it before we post it so that we can have it without the watermark closed caption to post it on TikTok and YouTube. And so, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so, you know, we definitely can throw audio over short for, uh, Uh, b-roll and stock footage and then i would say the other thing is whatever guests you have on take a picture with them find a quote that you like from them throw the quote over top of a quote image tag them in it because if you're trying to grow something connectivity is going to be your biggest uh your biggest friend you know your biggest asset being able to tag people for them to share it gaining interest and that's really how you're going to grow the podcast initially unless you have some some short form video go viral
0: yeah no, that's really good. I think for me, that's one of the things I'm learning Right? is I create video content for YouTube. I create audio content for this podcast. So I'm, it's not foreign to me, but reusing the same content, it's always like, where do I snip it? Where do I grab it? What do I do? So as you're looking through your video content, what kinds of nuggets are you pulling out for that short form?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good question. So with short form video, our creative director, Tim, does a great job at looking for specifically pieces of valuable information that are complete, ideas that are complete under 30 seconds. And so the tough part is typically people, including myself, have long winded points and you can't, you know what I mean? You can't, pull yeah. out, you know, one thing or the other because you're going to, they're missing context that disrupts the message. So what he does, he looks for complete ideas that add value to our audience under 30 seconds. And hopefully they're 10 to 15 seconds, but oftentimes they're a little bit longer. And a lot of times too, I will make a note on the notepad. And I'll take a peek over at the time. And if I know I want something clipped, I will write the time down and I'll let him know about it. So that's that's what we do, but that's, I, I also have a team. You know what I mean? It's easier. So if it was just yeah. me though, I would definitely write down every minute, every hour, or yeah, I guess, depending on how long your podcast is. <laughs> right? uh, every minute to know where you can clip a video. And then you don't have track it's all on the notepad
0: yeah no that's good some of that front end stuff is fantastic uh yeah. to even going back and looking and going okay i don't have to listen for it as i'm editing or listening through so some of the things that you've done we, sh- we shared a little bit earlier is when you're talking through with the guests and you're like brian I you know I don't like this part of the conversation, or I don't like the way I asked that question, I'm going to go back and ask it. Even that has been helpful, too, so to know uh, it makes sense that you're taking notes on everything else that you're doing and every other bits and pieces of the conversation. So, uh, again, that's something that you don't think about until you've been doing it a while. It's one of those things you learn as you go, and you think, man, I wish I would have and and now to put those habits in place has has been fantastic. So, I agree with it's it's that's part of the hard part for me is to find a complete thought in 30 <laughs> seconds. So, I've noticed, you know, there's trends now where and it's probably been around a while, but the short form video where people are really choppy like in the middle of a sentence, you see the video chopped up, you got captions and stuff that that helps it. Do you have any feelings one way or the other about that versus just a real smooth 30 seconds. We've got a complete
1: thought here. So there's no, there's no uh, data out there showing us that those are any more or less effective. I've been wondering the same thing, to be honest with you. My personal opinion, based on the fact that there's really no empirical data showing that they underperform, I think that it makes for a more, a more efficient, digestible video, more palatable, because they're taking out all the BS from somebody's mm-hmm. statement and where something might be 45 seconds people can really usually do it under 15 seconds but we're long-winded creatures and so when you can trim that fat like you said earlier i think it makes for a better video and so even if the video like like to your point great point even if the point is a minute long you can really condense that down to 30 seconds by just cutting out all the filler stuff that doesn't need to be said and i think if you can i think it's super important though that if you understand the message being told you then are responsible for pulling out enough context in that conversation to, to complete that thought so that the listener without context can understand it and also pull value. So I would say I, I don't have any problem with it. I, I'm hoping that there's some data that shows whether they work or not. But yeah, so far we're doing it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it does make for a more interesting video too as you're watching and you, all the clips, the cuts and stuff, like your eye is always drawn to what's your subconsciously. I think what's next, what's yeah. coming next. Um, I think there's a something about that in the editing too, where, you know, you have to be true to what the person really said, you know, to complete that thought and not fill in gaps or make them, you know, whatever, say what you want them to say. (laughs) Well, there's (laughs) a
1: lot of that out there too, to be honest with you. There's probably more of that than the other, but I want to, I want to mention this because, you know, you mentioned just the ability to keep engaged with the video because it's choppy and there's different scenes and you're kind of, it's not, it's not getting mundane by any means we actually have a goal and this is something that we picked up from various YouTubers. Every three seconds, we want to shift depth of field. So like, for example, if you pull a clip right now, everything that I'm saying as I transition points, you're going to zoom in and then zoom back out or zoom further and zoom back out and zoom even further. So for example, with Malachi Griner, the video we just recorded last, uh, last Friday for the podcast that drops tomorrow, the shorts that we pulled from him, Whenever he was talking, to not disrupt a point, we'll keep him in one in one frame. But then we'll zoom in after he's done and he's continuing to the next point so that it can keep the viewer engaged. So uh, you're exactly right what you're noticing, and that's a huge part of um, retaining attention, not just gaining it.
0: Yeah, there's, so there's a lot to learn there as far as you know editing technique yeah. on the back end for those who are doing video podcasts as well. Uh, to to, just simple things to every three seconds, man, that that's a lot of edits, but when you kind of get in the flow of it, you can figure that out and have, you know, presets and transitions and stuff like that too. So what I'm I'm curious, what kind of software you guys use? This wasn't a a thought I had previously, but what kind of software do you guys use and apps you use for your editing video and audio? So we
1: use a lot of the things you've already heard of, um, for as far as photo goes, you know, Photoshop, um, sometimes Lightroom if we want to use just a simple preset that we want to throw into our phone, uh, kind of on the run shotgun type move aside from that Premiere pro pretty much the entire Adobe suite. Um, okay. anything that Adobe has to offer as far as video is concerned. And then yeah, Premiere pro mainly for video. So, but I will say this too, when I am editing some of my personal content that I don't want to obligate my team with, I use InShot, uh, okay. it's a mobile app, it's a mobile app. And so, you know, I think so many people get confused about post-production. Like, you know, it, once you have a clear-cut video and clear audio, it doesn't matter where you edit it for the most part, um, especially when <laughs> it's short-form video, it doesn't, and so right now, we pull, you know, again, the lighting matters. Your visual right now looks so much better than mine. The room, the lighting, the setup, you know, you're wearing black intentionally, the hat, you know what I mean, the black, come on, you're blacked out, the black drink, the cup and everything, the thermal. And so when you have all of these elements and you really are ready to just chop things up and put them in a short form, a mobile app is so easy to use. So for all the mo- uh, personal content that I put out, I edit it on- in shop most of the time.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned my, my whole black theme <laughs> here, Blacked right? Out, I, <laughs> I, I feel it. Yeah. I've been on uh, Cincinnati Soccer Talk. It's a podcast uh, that follows FC Cincinnati. And so I've been co-hosting there occasionally and they always comment on you know i put up jerseys and stuff in the backdrop but everything's still black wall black everything and they they call me dr claw right from inspector gadget and let's go i forgot about it yeah i did too when they (laughs) when they said that i went i I had to think about that for a second uh and so one of them commented about you know where's the little white cat you know whatever and i was like i it flew over my head at the at the time right so i had a Little cat. Oh my god! Show up in the mail the next week, and I went, "What is this?" And it was my brother oh, was my like, god. "Hey, I saw the podcast, and this cat better show up in your backdrop that the next is time."
1: Hilarious! So what? there we go. What a nugget, man! I love that a little Easter egg back there, man. You gotta tell oh, that story every time somebody asks. You no. Know. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. I actually forgot
0: it was there. I tore everything else down uh, that we <laughs> recorded last night. I tore everything else down, forgot that cat was there till you just said that. <laughs> That's so,
1: amazing.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, man, I'm curious too, like what has been, you going back to your guests, you've interviewed such a wide variety of people. Do you have one that in the first, you know... 10, 12, 13 episodes that have really stood out to you? Someone that you're like, man, this interview was better than I thought it was going to be. I really enjoyed <laughs> interviewing this person. I can't wait to have this person back. And I, you don't have to throw anybody under the bus. They've all been good. But I'm curious if one yeah. has really stood out to you.
1: Yeah, there's been two, if I can cheat. There's been two that have yeah, really stood out to me. Um, the please you know, the, do. The, the conversation with Brent Sines was, was unique because Brent is a go-getter. He's a hustler. Uh, he is a, he's like the man, man. He's got this big, you know, nice beard, kind of like yourself. He's constantly you know, he's lifting, he's cutting wood, you know, he's just kind of, uh, he's a country boy. And so he's tough, right? Well, he texted me in response to me asking me to be on the podcast and told me he about crap himself and he's got like a bead of sweat rolling down the back of his head and he was so <laughs> nervous. And so, it was so funny to, to experience that from him, but he came in and he completely unleashed some wisdom, man. I mean, you, you, you edited the podcast, you produced it, and ultimately, man, that guy has so much wisdom because he's constantly consuming it. And so he knows how to ebb and flow with conversations because he has a bank of knowledge that he, he draws on and he surrounds himself with like-minded people. And so it just came out to be such a good podcast. But I was nervous prior because he, he was so nervous and it threw me off. Yeah. But I would say him and then uh, my wife, man. That podcast episode, we've had more feedback on that episode than any other episode. I think my wife only knows how to be real and honest. Mm. And everybody wants to know what's in the mind of a creative, especially a tattoo artist, especially a business owner. And yeah. uh, she did an excellent job just being real and speaking to the, the experience from the from the side of an artist in a client relationship. So. We've had more feedback about that episode than any other episode, and it yeah. really—I I enjoyed. It. I've listened to it a few times.
0: Yeah, no, that was a good one. Um, I, again, they've all been fantastic. The conversation again—I've learned a lot. But that one stood out to me too, mm. particularly because of the nature of the relationship, because mm. of the nature of you know husband and wife, because of both business owners, because of the space that you share. Like there was a lot there, a, a lot of content to to pick up from a lot of different angles. And so I think that was one reason that that one stood out. I just, I've been working with um, NeighborLink, Eric Wood, NeighborLink podcast here in Fort Wayne, Everyday Ordinary is what that one's called. And he just recently did an episode with his wife too. And I felt the same way. It was real, it was raw, it was honest, it was authentic, and it was it was a husband and a wife that say we're in this together and we're just going to be honest and we're going to be real about our journey together as a couple and our journey together in this organization and the way we love people around us. So uh, there is something unique about that, that I think did really stand out in your episode with your wife there too. So I was curious if that was one that would, would jump out. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I really do. Yeah. I'm curious what's next.
1: What's next with the double click podcast. So what's next, uh, because you so graciously introduced me to Riverside, um, <laughs> uh, which is the virtual platform that's just built really for quality content and events and streaming. So we're going to start taking two national guests. Interestingly enough, we've had a few people with some pretty pretty large followings reach out and, uh, well, their people, I guess you can call them, their managers, whatever, uh, have reached out to just be participate in the podcast. And so you know, what's next? answer that directly, I think you're going to see us doubling down to what the audience has communicated to us they want and appreciate in content, which is a lot of the long-form conversations with people that they respect. And so as we continue to find guests they respect and want to hear from, constantly also working on our end to optimize uh, quality of the podcast. You know, you've given us A ton of feedback to be able to optimize and and not only that but also finding places to place the podcast you know i think that we're as time goes on we're finding different platforms that the short form video performs on and so that's that's what's next man you know we have april i think i sent you an email like last week uh about like april and may's booked up man and you know i think we booked three more uh recordings since then um lined up so we have some awesome guests locally some ones I'm really excited about one in particular is a, a professional, another professional MMA fighter named John Salter. Uh, okay. he, yeah, he's in, he's in Wilmington, North Carolina, where we're going to plant our second location of each of our businesses. And so that's, that's somebody I'm really excited to interview because he's been in the game for a long time and he's now a business owner. And so I respect him on many different levels. So, but yeah, as far as what's next to that, and then whatever you tell us to do, man, we trust you.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. I so I didn't realize, honestly, I, I guess I picked up on it just listening, but I didn't realize all of your interviews were in person to this yeah. point. Uh yeah. so I thought you had done maybe one or two of those remotely. So that that is this does unlock a whole world of potential yeah. for additional
1: interviews uh outside of a small town in northwest ohio right (laughs) yeah for sure and we have done one we interviewed jake huber from splice house in st louis that's right i do remember that one yeah Yeah. Yeah. i want to say we called you trying to figure that one out too but uh i want to say it was like the third or fourth episode but you're exactly right when and i haven't been confident with the you know doing it over zoom and just the the just both the, the visual and the audio quality i'm just uncertain of it so introducing the riverside now i'm really excited and my mind's kind of racing to figure out who else we can get on the podcast oh so, yeah
0: yeah for sure well i need to get over there and hang out with you yeah uh, you we're not do, too man. far away from yeah. each other so i'd love to sit down see your setup we've done it from a distance we've done some video calls we've done some you know just phone calls and stuff i need i'd love to get over there uh and sit down with you sometime and check out your place and see what you got going on would love that man you say when all right let's make it happen well, Drake, any final thoughts, any words of wisdom, any advice to that person that is getting ready to hit record for the first time, for their first episode, something that you know now that you wish you
1: knew then? Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's something that you told me early on. It's just commit to it. Just make sure that you're willing to get in over 10 episodes. Naturally, things will get better. You know, you don't have to be, you know, a producer. You don't have to be professional like Brian. You don't have to have 100 episodes in to know it, you know to, to get better you know as long as you're intentional about getting better and you're committed to the long haul you're, you're going to find success in it I think the big thing that I've realized because I'm still early in is that consistency is legitimately the most important component of the podcast because as you for you know I'm, we're, we're sending you the podcast to produce our quality is there our equipment's there now we're adding video and this has all come over time our first podcast was noisy we had background music we didn't have video. I was recording on one track, and it was hard for you to edit. Like, there's so <laughs> many different things, but with that too, there's so much. There's so many uh, free resources out there and networks that you can be a part of to optimize for little to no money at all. But if I could give one piece of advice, is commit to the long haul because consistency is where you're going to find value and success in your podcast.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's good though. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on, again, I've been interviewing to this point veteran podcasters, right, that have been at it for a long time. (laughs) Uh, One of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is because you've hit that magic mark of 10 episodes that seem to be the threshold that 50% or more of podcasters don't ever get to. And there's a you know, there, because there is a learning curve because there's, you know, I don't like the way this sounds, nobody's listening, you know, there, for whatever reason, people give up before that 10 episodes, but you said it, I can't remember if we were recording or if it was before we hit the button to start, you said you've fallen in love with it, right? Yeah. There's something in these, the, what is it about, you know, when did that happen? Can you pinpoint like episode six or episode seven that you're like, man, i I'm fallen in love with this and I'm in it for the long
1: haul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was, it was the episode. To be honest with you, there was a there was a Saturday morning that I was supposed to interview Dylan Butka, who was interviewed eventually, but he slept in, and <laughs> I also he's a fighter. I also manage him, and so I'm like, dude, get your butt! What are you doing? Like, we, <laughs> I'm here early on a Saturday morning for your schedule, and so I called my wife, and this is how episode two came to be. And then we recorded like six episodes that day, and I was like, hmm. This was really fun, but in my mind, I'm like, well, it's because it's Lexi, my best friend. That's my wife. You know, I'm familiar. I'm comfortable with her. It was kind of funny rolling with it. But then, but then fast forward and the conversation with Brent, it, it man, I think because I was so shocked of how much value was flowing so consistently and naturally that I was like, man, all you really have to do is push the right button. People just give gold and and i think it was it was around that time when that episode when i was recording that episode and i realized man like i enjoy this this is fun and so now since then i've been more intentional with my questions and getting comfortable earlier and 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 being able to help people see the value in their stories because oftentimes these people who are interviewing it's their first time being interviewed they're like well why do you want to interview me or what do I have to say? And so being able to help them understand that what they have to say is valuable. And then also positioning them in a place to, to give efficient and concise value versus rambling and knowing how to kind of manage conversations. I don't know why, man, I enjoy it. And uh, a lot of that, again, I've been giving you, uh, you know, the, the, the really the exactly you deserve, man. A lot of that comes from you and just having somebody that we can trust to, to, to this, do what we need to do for the podcast, whether it's producing it, asking questions, how to do virtual calls, things like that. And so I've just been comfortable being able to do what I love to do and talk and work with people. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with the team as well, though. Yeah.
0: Well, people are going to think this is why I brought you on to, to talk <laughs> no, about man. all this. He did not pay me to say <laughs> this, <man. laughs> And that's certainly not the case. But man, I will say to follow up what you just shared about helping people see the value in their story, I have noticed that too, as your podcasts have gone, the things that you point out that sometimes your guests go back and go, you know, I never thought of that. I never mm-hmm. thought of it that way. And so the fact that you are, you can hear it in the podcast The way that you are pointing out the value that people bring that they may not even have recognized that they brought to the table, I think is fantastic. I think that's something I love about these conversations and helping people pull out their story and the nuggets that they have to share. Uh, that's one thing I love about podcasting as well. So, yeah. Drake, it's been a pleasure, man. Talk a little bit about, as we wrap up, I want to give you a chance to, to plug Holy Hill Media. If people are looking for you, looking for services, looking for just want to connect and hear more about the Double Click Podcast, anything like that, how are people going to find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Holyhill.media. That's our website. That's our Instagram. Holyhill.media.facebook is our Facebook, obviously. Um, you can search us, find us on any social platform. You know, we're a marketing we're a marketing company and we serve small businesses but also we're very passionate about helping young people start their careers as you know business owners freelancers creatives and so we do a lot of consulting for solopreneurs freelancers and early in business small businesses and so if if you are interested in any of those services or you're just curious in how it works please call us it's free we just want to help you want to be, you know, an asset to the evolution of your business or organization or your career. So you can find us at holyhill.media. I also will say this: the, po- the Double Click Podcast. You know, if if you're if you're interested in hearing from a wide variety of people, all talking about more or less what it takes to be successful in their uh, in their field, in their industry, and some of the failures, successes, and roadmaps from various industries. That's that's really what the Double Click Podcast is all about. Also open though for people to suggest people that we can interview if you have somebody in mind that you think would be a good fit please reach out to us we're trying to build a community that's engaging and that has a say in what we do and what we create and uh everybody who's bought in and follows us gets that opportunity uh, not everybody takes it but we want everybody to take that opportunity to be a part but beyond that yeah i want to give a shout out to my wife though uh at, at uh, white horse tattoo boutique in defiance ohio best tattoo shop around but yeah, we're building something hopefully in a small town focused around creative and we want people to be a part of it. So if, if that piques your interest to any degree, call us, let's let's build something awesome.
0: Yeah. Fantastic, man. You are a wealth of knowledge, uh, in social media and marketing. You are fantastic about pulling out stories from people that you're interviewing. So, you know, I've learned a ton like I said from just listening to the double click podcast, putting practices in place for my small business as a solopreneur, but there's so much more man that I'd love to pick your brain about. So, I'm yeah. going to get over to defiance one of these days. We're going to sit yeah. down, we're going to chat and, you know, we're just going to we're going to hang out and I'm going to learn a lot from you. I appreciate you being on here, this episode of Good Podcasting, and man, I look forward to doing it again when you're 50, 60 episodes down the road, and you've got so much more to share, man. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, brother.